0: Welcome to the Studying Podcast. This is episode 176. Today is February 27th, 2016. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Well, in today's episode, I want to give you a market review and kind of wrap up how the market closed out the week and give you some idea of where I think it's likely headed. So let's get down to business and talk about what's going on in the stock market. The market's been behaving pretty well. It did close up this week, although there has been some wide swings and a lot of volatility, which again is no different for this market. It just continues to have that same personality. The other day over at InvestableWealth.com, I did put up a post under the title of, you know, where is this market headed? I get that question from a lot of people, and obviously, I don't know the answer. In that post, I did put up a chart, though, where I took all the common valuations over the last 15 or 16 years. I threw out the big extremes. I basically just left in price-to-earnings ratios from about the year 2000 up till the present, when they were at a minimum of 13 and a half PE and then going all the way up to 30 PE. Now, there's some extremes on way either end of that, but I thought that that was just a good representation of the middle ground and of of where mostly the price per earnings ratios have been over the past 15, 16 years. I formed that into a valuation curve, and I showed you where we're currently at on that curve. The reason I did that is because I wanted to make the point that the market is a very volatile place. Based on that earnings curve and our current earnings, we could see the S&P 500 be anywhere as low as 1,200 points and as high as 2,700 points. Now that may sound extreme, that may sound like crazy talk, but that's really the facts and that's based on realistic historical performance over the last 15 years. And that's the likely scenarios. Again, I pulled out the really extreme ends of the spectrum on that. So, all of a sudden, over the next few weeks or months, could the market rocket up and hit 2,700 points in the S&P 500? Well, I don't think it's likely, but it is possible, based on the recent historic past. It all depends on how exuberant people are. Remember, the stock market has a lot more to do with human nature than it does with rationality and balance sheets and financial numbers. So, again, while I think it's unlikely that the market would rally up that high... If the Federal Reserve comes in with quantitative easing four and we start hearing about all types of stimulus programs and how that's going to help Wall Street, well, we could see a major jump in the stock market just like we did the previous three or four times that they've done that over the last six years. And it's all about that irrational exuberance. It's happened over the past 15 years. It could happen again in the future. Now, I do want to point out that not every time in the past has it been because of quantitative easing. That's just in recent years. That's what's driven our irrational exuberance. Obviously, at other times, the exuberance was fueled because we thought we were in a new economy. You know, it was the Internet coming on board, and everybody thought that they were going to be able to make money online. And so they rushed into these Internet stocks that had absolutely no chance of turning a profit. But that was irrational exuberance. That's what we saw in the Internet bubble. We saw something similar to that with the housing and financial bubble from around 2004 till 2007. People thought that they just couldn't lose money on real estate. And that no financial organization would go bankrupt because there was just so much free money floating through the system. Well, that all came to an end around 2008-2009. I mentioned quantitative easing at, at this stage of the game because right now that's the only thing on the horizon that I can see really driving this market higher. Perhaps if we did see some global growth, that could help commodities and people may jump back into the energy sector or commodities thinking that that is going to double or triple or quadruple. But at this point, I do think that that's unlikely. And then on the negative end of that, could we hit 1200 on the S&P 500? Well, again, I don't think it's likely, but it is within the realm of possibility. So take a look at that chart that I put up over at investablewealth.com. You'll see that valuation curve. You can see where we are currently and the extremes of where we could end up. Like I mentioned in that article, if that's too volatile for you or it's too much uncertainty or you feel uncomfortable with that, then you shouldn't be investing in the stock market. Because the market is a very uncertain place, and despite all the talking heads and all the supposed experts that want to tell you where to put your money and think that they can predict the future, well, nobody can. And that's why we always have to proceed and move ahead with great caution. Now, having said that, I will say also that I think that the market has been behaving lately, and despite the volatility, it's performing very well, and it's staying within the areas that we you know, reasonably forecasted. If you go all the way back to September of last year, you heard me say that I felt that at that time, the baseline had been reset on the S&P 500 and that it had come down from around 2,000 points down to 1950. And I think that forecast is pretty much holding up. And that's the level that the S&P 500 is currently gravitated to. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that it's going to stay at 1950 or nor that it's not going to go above it or come down below. That just means that that's the baseline. So that's the midpoint. If you remember back to last year, for about the first half of 2015, the baseline was right around 2000. The market would get up around 2100, maybe go as high as 2130, but then on occasion it would dip down again and maybe get down around 1925. It was when it broke those levels back in August during the flash crash that I suspected that there would be a change in the personality of the market. That's when we saw the S&P get all the way down to around 1865, 1860, somewhere in that range. And that's a level that we hadn't seen it hit since the Ebola scare of October in 2014. Previous to that, that level of around 1860 had been a strong level of both support and resistance going back into late 2013, early 2014. So when we saw it break those levels in August and October... Looking at that price and that volume performance, I'd felt that the market had changed its personality. It would not necessarily become more volatile because it had been pretty volatile throughout 2015. It's just at that midpoint, that baseline would be reduced. And so I think that's what we're seeing now. 1950 is the base point or the mid-level. We'll see it go up above that. Maybe it'll hit 2000. Maybe it'll hit 2030, 2050. But at those levels, certainly... Every time it gets above 1950 it hits a different level of resistance. Currently the 50-day moving average is at 1944 in the S&P 500. It ended this week pretty much right there, so the market is finding support at its 50-day moving average. That's a good sign. That's the first time it's happened all year. We haven't seen support at the uh, 50-day moving average since December, and even then it was a brief period of time. You really have to go all the way back to, say, the first week in October to the first week in December when the S&P 500 was able to stay above its 50-day moving average uh, you know, for any length of time at all. And that in and of itself is a pretty short period of time anyways. I mean, so you're really looking at going back to about August 19th or 20th to find a, a point when the S&P 500 was consistently above its 50-day moving average. Since then, other than that five-week period or so uh, between October and December, the S&P 500 has been below that 50-day moving average. Now, the important thing to remember here is that that 50-day moving average being right around 1944 is pretty much at that base point I've talked about, that 1950 base point. So we're likely to see the S&P 500 over the coming weeks and months oscillating back and forth, and the likely boundaries that we'll probably see it hit uh, would be those set in place with the top of the double bottom high that we saw back in mid-September, and that would be right around 2020. And then with the lows we just saw here back in February, that would be roughly call it 1850. It got a little lower than that, but call it 1850. So you're looking at 2020 on the probably high end, 1850 on the low end. You'll see the S&P just vacillate back and forth between those two points. And so any given day that it's trading within that range, that would be very likely and within the personality of this particular stock market. Now, the interesting thing is that that's about a 10% range, right around 9%. I point this out because over these coming days and weeks and months, you're going to hear the talking heads on TV, and every time we get a major market move, they're going to scream and shout things like, oh, the Dow Jones is up, triple digits, blah, 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 or the Dow Jones is collapsing, it's down triple digits. Well, watch those numbers. You're probably going to see that as as it's measured by the S&P 500, it's somewhere between 220 on the top and 1850 on the bottom that's about a 9% spread it's the personality of this market it doesn't mean anything one way or the other it's when it breaks either of those boundaries that something interesting is likely to happen as you've heard me mention before as long as we stay above 1850 on the S&P 500 then we're not in a bear market and so consequently we don't have to worry about a catastrophic loss so regardless of how loud the talking heads scream on TV, you don't want to panic until the S&P 500 gets below 1850 If that occurs, hopefully at that point you've been listening to the Wellstanding Podcast long enough where you've got a really good cash position built up and that won't be the time to panic, but that will probably be the time to look for buying opportunities because this market has to drop down well below 1700 for the general market to offer any good valuations. I personally think that that's likely to happen and that's where we're headed. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see this market drop down to, you know, say 1650, 1630, somewhere in that range. But the market doesn't listen to what I think. And that's why I put that valuation chart up over at investablewealth.com showing you that really from a realistic per historical perspective, we could see this market go anywhere from 1200 on the low end all the way up to 2700 on the high end and it wouldn't be in the extremes. As I said at the beginning of this episode, nothing's really changed. Everything that's happening now is because of the global slowdown we're in, the overcapacity primarily coming from irrational exuberance in China in the fact that they could maintain their double-digit growth rate, which they can't. And that's on a global basis. We do see it concentrated in China, but it's across the globe because of all the easy money, the central bank intervention, all the quantitative easing. That's resulted in a great deal of malinvestment. That's why we see energy and commodity prices so low right now. Now, as we do see oil prices stabilizing somewhere around $30 a barrel, we see the S&P 500 convalescing around that 1950 level. That pretty much goes hand in hand and we'll have to wait and see what happens from there. If oil plunges again, if it goes down into the mid-20s or maybe even to the high teens, which again I think is likely, then you're going to see the S&P 500 drop down to that below 1700 level. We'll just have to wait and see how this all works out, but I don't think the worst is over yet. I just saw a report come out today where it broke down the Dow Jones Industrial Average on those stocks that report on their European sales. So you have 30 stocks on the Dow and you have 11 of those stocks that report their sales in Europe, specifically in Europe. Of those 11 stocks, 8 of them have had decreasing sales for the last year. And some of them significantly. Some of them, you know, well beyond into 20% decrease in sales. These are obviously big companies because they're the companies on the, uh, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So everybody from IBM to Pfizer to Johnson & Johnson to Merck, Caterpillar, 3M, they've all had very poor, negative top line revenue growth in Europe. Um, and looking at that mix, about the best one of those eight that I'm looking at was Coca-Cola and its declines last year over the last 12 months have only been about 6 to so that was like the best performer of that bad bunch now looking at the three stocks that at least had positive sales in Europe that would be Apple Cisco and Nike and even among those three for most of last year Nike had negative sales growth in Europe now a lot of this does have to do with the strength of the dollar and so you may argue well hey sales were actually improving for Nike but it was because the euro devaluated against the dollar that the revenue looked lower well that may be true. But at the end of the day, when it comes to what you have in nominal sales, it doesn't really matter. So no matter how you slice it, whether you look at sales in Asia or sales in Europe or global exports across the board from any boundaries, all the growth is down. We know that China is the factory of the world, and I think the last report I saw on that said that the Chinese exports were down 15%. So things don't look good. There's overcapacity. There's been a lot of malinvestment. That's why energy and commodity prices are so low, and that's why stock markets are so volatile across the globe. Well, that's it on a market update. If you're new to the Wealth Studying Podcast, or if you want some more detail, go back and listen to previous episodes, really going back over the last 12 months, and read the blog posts over at investablewealth.com. The situation we're in is not something new. It's about these malinvestments. It's about the slowdown in China. It's about the strength of the U.S. dollar. It's about the collapse in energy prices. These are things that we've been discussing and writing about for the last at least 12 months. So go check those out. The bottom line is, ultimately, it's all going to come down to earnings. And we are in an earnings recession. We're seeing earnings not only being reported lower, but we're also seeing forward guidance revised down. That's not good news and I don't think it's going to end well. But hey, one way or another, either way, I'll be here to provide you market commentary and wealth building principles. So join me on the next episode. Until then, this is John Pagliano wishing you the very best of returns.